and welcome to Sword and Board Presents Board, James Board. I'm Luke. I'm Lars. And I'm Dan. It has been a little while since we have, have been doing this. Uh, a lot of crazy things have happened in the James Bond-related universe. Uh, how is everyone doing? I'm doing okay. For those, just to kind of give a frame of reference to everybody, we're recording this on November, November, 4th. November 4th, 2020, which historians, you're either going to see this as the day that the tide turned or the day that it just continued into madness. So, don't know. I'm hopeful that there is still a world out there to listen to this later. Things are going pretty well. Um, we actually were just talking. Um, my family and I, we just booked a trip to go see Lucas out in the lovely state of Colorado um, starting in the spring. So we're hopeful that that will work out. And um, this is kind of a bittersweet one today, gang, because this is our first one that we'll talk about Um after the passing of Sir Sir Sean Connery, was he Sir? He was knighted, right? He was. If he, knighted uh, in our hearts, at least. Yes, Sir Sean Connery. No, but he yep. was knighted. Ninety years old, right? Hadn't had a whole lot. Hadn't done a whole lot in a while, and the stuff that he had done in the past twenty years or so had definitely gone. It's interesting. His his brogue had gotten more broguish. Um, <laughs> there was a. Uh, there was a video game version of the film we're actually about to talk to today, talk about today from Russia with Love, made in like 2004, I think somewhere around there. As a PlayStation Two game. Yeah, and he voices James Bond in it, but he voices a much he because it's 60 years after the movie came out or however long, he sounds so much older and so much more Scottish. Yeah, hmm. and it's really it's really like. This doesn't sound like the James Bond I know. This sounds like an old Scottish dude, which fair, right? Yeah his his last movie was uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That was his last movie, and I think he retired in he was seventy three. And then he did a, he did a single animated film. film. He did a single animated a right. Scottish animated film, which was terrible. Uh, and then I think he did some documentary work but his actual like last movie was yep. league of extraordinary gentlemen which was profoundly okay <laughs> and that's that's selling it that's high it was incredibly that's high adequate. praise um but yeah i mean talk about a talk about a life where you you create an iconic character like james i mean obviously ian fleming created him but our perception of james bond and cool and like all debonair he created that exactly and then you go on to yeah. you know you, you have your ramirez and you're in um a murder on the orient express and your zardoz and <laughs> and the man who, <laughs> and the man who be will be king, king. and robin and marion which is and which is and draco from dragon oh, yeah. and draco for Dra and, oh. and and you uh, and obviously malone from from untouchables and, and he nabs an oscar for that um, mm -hmm. you know, just checkered and, you know, had blemishes, but was just, you know, what 90 year old life doesn't have that. And I, and I exactly. feel like, you know, it, th this one, you know, there's been other 2020 has been rife with, for people that have passed and, and every year is obviously, but I think that everyone's on a heightened sure. sense of like doom and gloom already. So any, mm -hmm. any, anybody that passes away, it just, it, it's, you know, stings more. This one didn't as much just because, man, you lived a life. Like, it wasn't, mm -hmm. like, cut short or anything. Yeah. This was, you, you did it. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and, he, and he died in his sleep Exa where he lived in exactly. the Exactly. Like, if, you, you know what? Yeah, you you can't really way. ask for much more <laughs> than that. Right. And, and with, with his wife, right? Like, he was with his family yeah. and, like, you know. He, he was with his wife and family and... You know, I read a I read a really interesting article about him that no matter what part he played, he always used his Scottish brogue. He I mean, just, he, played, he just spoke yeah. the way he spoke, even when he Russian. was like he was a Russian Russian in uh, Hunt for it, October. Uh, mm -hmm. Hunt for it, October. He still had oh, yeah. a Scottish brogue, even though he was a Russian. Yeah. It was well, crazy. They do because that. Right. Who they, cares? Well, in that they do a really good moment with that in that movie where he does speak with a Russian. He speaks Russian, and they zoom in and they zoom out, and everyone's speaking English. And it's a nice translation scene. However, 
when he's speaking English to people who don't speak Russian, he's still speaking Scottish. Right. We're talking about a great movie tonight. And in, so, and in yeah. honor of, I, you know, I'm trying to do a different martini-inspired drink. This one was simple because I feel like this is a simple movie. It's straight to the point. It's cold. It's calculating. He, you know, he's not all flash or anything. It is just, it's to the point. He's a killer. And so that it, I just, it's just straight up Russian vodka. Um, it's Russian standard vodka. That's the brand um, over ice. So it's chilled. And that's what I'm drinking tonight in honor of From Russia With Love. I am drinking a cup of fresh brewed coffee. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, without any kind of filter, so I'm having bits of coffee grounds floating around. Actually, it's it's not bad. Yep, perfect. Um, I had a thought about this earlier. So, from Russia with Love, might we're still not at a Bond movie, a hundred percent. This is definitely a spy movie. Well, just hold on, hold on. We're not James uh, Doctor No wasn't quite a Bond movie. It wasn't even really a spy movie. It was a detective story. We have a spy movie with this, and while this may not be a a James Bond movie. We're starting to see what James Bond looks like. There's a suit being tailored, and it's being tailored for Sean Connery. I, I, I would sort of agree there. with you, but I really, I really think this one is where he comes into himself. He he is James Bond, and we and we realize and understand who mm-hmm. who he is. I know, and I agree with you. In Doctor No, it was kind of a it was a mystery movie mm-hmm. kind of. It was a detective story, and this one was more, you know, he was sent to do a job by, by uh, British intelligence, so you understood he was a spy. Um, I don't I, know. I, I just, agree. I really think I this agree is with the you, Dad. And actually, I think that this is the point where it, it, you could have branched into different directions. The other movies heightened the gadgets, they heightened the girls, they heightened the locales, they heightened all of this. You could have had a parallel timeline of James Bond movies that are a little less reliant on gadgetry and more reliant on the train fight. Sure. It could have gone yep. that route. You know, that, and that's why yep. I say this is a cold, calculating movie. It's not polished. Yep. There's, like, there, there's some elements that are like, oh, it's pretty rough and tumble and, and mean. And, and you could have gone that route. One, before we dive into the plot, I was most surprised. This is a sequel. This yeah. is a sequel to yeah. Dr. No. It is. And the other James Bond, and, you know, when we watched James Bond growing up, it was on TBS. They'd have the James Bond marathons and all that kind of stuff. And they show them out of order, so, you know, you don't really get the, the flow through. But I never really got a sense that there was direct sequels in a lot of them. Like, for your eyes only and you know, Spy Who Loved Me and Tomorrow Never Dies. They're all kind of standalone things. Yeah. You know, you know the mythology, but it's their standalone. This one, yeah. they reference Dr. No, and it's this a revenge I, plot because of Dr. No. And, and, and the girl that plot, he's right. sleeping, like he's with at the very beginning, is the girl that he was with at the very beginning of Dr. No. So it's very... Well, that's, something that's, kind of, that's something that's very different to, uh, to the Connery era than anything other than the Daniel Craig movies, is that Everything in the every movie in the the Sean Connery movies, they're all heavily tied to the ones before them. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I went ahead and watched the next, th- like this one and the next two. These next these next movies that we're talking about shape Bond more than anything else, and they're hands mm-hmm. down the most important ones. And the only thing that comes close is Goldeneye. Hmm. But I, I. I you're right. I see it as you could have had a much more grounded series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree if this is where James Bond shows up, but this is where, as I said, this is where the this is where he gets his suit at the very least. He doesn't quite. I don't know if he's quite Bond yet, but he is. He is making his way there. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's probably the next one that we get mm-hmm. an actual is the first Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Well, just... I yeah. Everyone has an opinion. Yeah. And some, of, and some of them are full of shit, and that's all, that's fine. So, well, I'm, I'm looking at two of them. So, yeah, so um, right, gagging right. on the coffee grounds. Um, now, so, yeah. before we kind of dive into what we liked about it, Dad, what what was like the A to B plot? Okay, so as I, I told Lucas and I sent both of you, I I have a synopsis that I kind of ginned up that I thought I'd, I'd vodka yeah. up read. Yeah, so it's vodka th- and then up, we can Dad, gin come yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right. Actually, it was ginned up. It was ginned up. 
So I'll just go ahead and read it. So Spectre's number one orders Kronstein, who is number, number five, number, to devise number a plot. Five. <laughs> number five. To devise a plot to steal a Lecter cryptographic device from the Soviets and sell it back to them while extracting revenge on Bond for killing their agent, Dr. No. Ex-Smirsch operative Rosa Klebb, best name in the world, who is number three, is in charge of the mission. She recruits Red Grant as an assassin and Tatiana Romanova, a cipher clerk at the Soviet consulate in Istanbul as an unwitting bait. Bond travels to Turkey and meets Karim Bey, the MI6 officer in Turkey. They obtain the lector and Bond, Bey, and Romanova escape with the device on the Orient Express. They are followed by Grant, who kills Karim Bey and a Soviet security officer. Grant pretends to be another British agent and meets Bond. Over dinner, Grant drugs Romanova, then overcomes Bond. Bond tricks Grant into opening Bond's attache case in, the, in a manner that detonates a tear gas booby trap, allowing Bond to attack and kill him. Bond and Romanova escape with a lecture to Venice. Rosa Klebb, disguised as a hotel maid, attempts to steal the lecture and kill Bond, but ends up being shot by Romanova. That's the whole movie, so I guess we can stop now and yeah, we're done. Okay. I'll go we're to done. bed. Yep, all right. Good talk, guys. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, for me, what I liked about this right off the bat was that it, it was it was much more spy thrillery. I mean, we're talking about the mm-hmm. Cold War now. Yep. So it was also it it was a little bit more straightforward for me. Where Doctor No, he's this nefarious uber villain that's in a volcano. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's actually in a volcano volcano lair, but he's essentially he's in a volcano lair. This was this was. There's a bad organization. They're playing the Soviets and the British against each other. It's cold. This is war. cold war. So and, it's and cold you, war. I know exactly why they're doing this. I know exactly why they want to do this. I know exactly what their plots are for. With Doctor yeah. No, yep, yeah, with with Doctor No, it's kind of cause. Right. No. This is this is very. I, everybody has a motivation. I understand that motivation. But even the, you know Romanov, she thinks that she's working for Russian intelligence. She's being played by Spectre. Mm-hmm. Like Spectre, you know, Spectre yep. is this outside organization. I like that. I like that. I, I think that that it grounded it more for me, which meant like it, it made the threat more real. You know, when it's the, when it's the this yeah this this entire movie was very real. It wasn't like oh this is a bad guy in a volcano layer, like you just said. This this really could be mm-hmm. happening. These these guys could really right. be doing this. So should we talk about the, the the like the beginning episode, the beginning, the cold open, the the cold open, where James exactly. with James Bond, <laughs> which I thought was am- amazing that they think that they can take someone and put a James Bond mask on him and think that can train this assassin Red Grant by killing a guy with a I, with I just, a James well, Bond it's mask. The same thing on. we had. I didn't understand it's the same that. Thing we had before, we've talked about before where where do these people get their you know these people are obviously being paid why are they why are they hinching what what is their thing so this guy signed up to just get murked by uh, Robert Shaw right it's like the contractors right. on the death star yes. yeah it's but, the but, same but thing. one to your point dad one <laughs> i know why they did it it was because you're meant as the audience to think oh my god there's James Bond and this guy's killed James Bond and he's killed him. You know, exactly. But then they Scooby Doo him. Oh, absolutely. And it was yeah, well and... done. Oh yeah. But it was a great, great opening sequence. Um, I love that cold open. It doesn't have the, you know, it had three blind mice for Doctor No. This one has from Russia with Love, <laughs> but it doesn't. It's not played over the opening sequence. It's and something it, and that it, and it's it comes in. And it's also not right. made for the for the movie. I don't think. Uh, is is was from Russia with Love made for the movie? It was. Oh yeah. Okay. But the oh, first time we hear it, it's on the oh, radio. Yeah. It's like ambient. Yeah. It's not like what, what's that? What's the the right? There's a word for that where it's like the soundtrack. Diegetic. Diegetic. That's it. So diegetic. What's the word? So it's not diegesis. It, is it's uh, it's music that's like in world. So like the characters can hear it too. Ah, uh, okay. It's on the radio or it's Got on the it. TV or whatever. It, yeah, it's part of the. It's not like just a soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, when okay. So when he's with the woman on the on the uh, in the right by the mm-hmm. river, which is yes. here on the it, radio. Now I watched this on Pluto TV. They have all of them for free. Really? So I, I yep. So I can't 
be sure because there's some commercial breaks, but it takes us 20 minutes almost, if not more, before we actually see the real James Bond. He's, it takes a good chunk of time before we actually see Bond. It well, li- it took a, it took us. Yeah, there's there's the whole training. There's the training which, sequence. Which then is there's so the, good. The the the, tra- the training ground. I know. Which God, is so and then good. there's the the title sequence with the the women the women dancing and all the all the letters are going across. Which was one of the mm-hmm. first times they had done mm-hmm. that, I think. But they're yeah they're training yeah. ground. So Red Grant is this Irish assassin that's like he's basically been brainwashed by Spectre, and you know Kleb. Has been hired by you know, tasked by Spectre. We're gonna we're gonna go basically. It, it's we're gonna let British intelligence know that we have a Lecter, which they want. We're gonna use that as bait. They're gonna know that we're using it as bait, but they're gonna do it anyway because the it's worth worth it. And they're, they we also know that they're gonna assign Bond to this, which is that's what we're really trying to do. At the same time, we're also trying to sow discord between the Soviets and British even more. They're tr- yeah. The Cold War, they're training guys. It's, you know, they're walking through it. And there's, you know, there's a guy with a flamethrower. There's, like, people fighting in judo and all that kind of stuff. And and you have to start thinking, it's, great. Like, it, it's, are we the baddies? You start looking around like, why am I doing this? What is this for? What am hey, I doing? Hey, what is that? Why does that guy have a flamethrower? <laughs> no, no, no. No, I think, I think, I think what they're thinking is, am I making the grade? Because, you know, if I make I a C the James on this Bond, test, I have to put the James Bond mask kill me. on. And I get... He'll kill me. <laughs> God exactly. damn it, I'm a James Bond dude. I'm a James Bond. It's like a red, the, the James Bond mask is the equivalent of the red shirt in Starfleet. That's <laughs> Exactly. It's like, uh, I just love that because it's... You, we talked about how this is a lot more grounded and it is a lot more, you know real for lack of a better term even though i kind of hate that term and then there's just a bunch of dudes training like open right. or open uh-huh. an open air training field because uh-huh. why not yep i mean there, there's a there's a thing where it says i agree we use uh-huh. live targets you know there, right. there's we should do that and and the whole brass knuckle thing oh when yeah she, when she pops him in the stomach with that i'm like wow mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. guy's tough so well, yeah and kill jaws so <laughs> right <laughs> But oh, no. but that right <laughs> exactly. there that shows like job. he's a menacing threat, like he's a right. he, he's menacing like where the plastic hand Doctor No was not. This guy this yeah. guy could probably mess James Bond up. They I tell you what they they really they really mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. this role well when they when they cast Robert Shaw to this. He he was very good in this. He was very menacing. He was a very mm-hmm. good. And guy. later on, he was sheriff of Nottingham to Sean Connery's Robin in uh, Robin and Marion. Oh, that's right, he was. There we go. And we've come full circle. <laughs> um, you know, Q's in it for the first time, and like even Q's gadgets. Yep. It okay. It makes sense. There's they're mm-hmm, they're they're pared down. Yeah, the, there's, the there's a knife that's hidden in here, and there's there's this that's hidden in here. It's not simple watch and this will turn into <laughs> and my favorite of all was the was the, the wrist garage. watch with yeah. the with the garrot i mean that's just mm-hmm. and that's brutal. classic like again yes it's a kill like that is and that's that's close quarter I, killing <laughs> and then you've and you realize the the relationship with miss Moneypenny. Mm-hmm. there's that flirting going on and that yeah further establishing the whole mm-hmm. the whole base mm-hmm. That he's got. He rides I, uh, Pan Am again. Oh yeah. <laughs> he rides Pan. Oh yeah. Which dates it to before 1991. Um, what's really uh, interesting to me, because there's something that you don't think about when you think about Bond movies, is that they're international, mm. and every movie takes place somewhere different, and each each place is different. Like he goes to Istanbul, and he talks to talks to Bay. And he says, "Yeah, we do the Cold War differently here. We make it easy for the for them to follow it's us a game. in the daytime. They make it easy for the, us to follow in the daytime. It's, it's a just game. Easy. Well, I, yeah, I, it's I, a game. It's so much. It's just so you much know. It's nicer. actually not until the you know? Daniel Craig movies that they've gone back to London, mm-hmm. where there's there's things going on there. I mean, yeah, he was pretty much well, and it, which I I wanted to bring that up, but real quick, he lands and he goes to get in the car, and they have this little back and forth." And I kept thinking that I wonder if that's because oh. in Doctor No, the guy just tried to pick him up, and like they implemented these protocols now that hey, yep, 
Oh, you lighter, mean I use a match? The lighter goes I out. use a lighter. I wonder. It's exactly. perfect, but I wonder if. It's yeah. Hey, we need we need to have some code words for like when we pick up people. But yeah. you're absolutely right, Lucas. That mm-hmm. these these movies are so international. You know, I love the gypsy part where they go see the like, Bay brings him to this gypsy. It's it's very exotic, and I the Roma oh camera. What I kept thinking is that this is probably the first time someone from Iowa had seen this world. I, I just wrote it in my notes. I wrote it down. This whole thing was so exotic for 1960. Yeah. The whole gypsy thing. Yeah. Women fighting. The, the grappa that they're gypsies, drinking. Like all, all the um, music. And it was amazing. That whole segment mm-hmm. was filler. It had really had yeah. nothing and, to and, do and, with and anything it, other than it brought you into and how, and how, that world. That was different. It, that section's that section's cut out a lot in, Tell, on TV. like tele. Oh, and it's played right. on TV. That that well, fight. Well, how yeah. much then? Because of that, how much did James Bond do to expose mainstream? And you can write, read that as not well traveled people to these cosmopolitan places and customs. Like how much did James Bond teach people about? the world in some way like you know here's belly dancing or at least make them want or make to. them want well, to learn about it and then yeah who gets to research that kind of thing who says okay for this movie we're going to go to istanbul and here and here and here like there's gotta that's gotta be such a fun job to like pick all yeah. oh, right we're how are we going to weave then, these locales into these stories and how many and how many people in iowa that were watching this thought well, I'm never going to Istanbul. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of gypsies fighting. We're not trying to knock Iowa, by the way. It's a central. <laughs> I, I'm just think, like thinking no. central, you know, middle heartland. Right. Pl- something that would play in Peoria. Right. But, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking that you know, in 1960, that was really erotic and exotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To see these mm-hmm. women fighting, and then they tie their skirts on around their, you know, around their waist, and they fight, and then at the end, it's well. James, you get to decide who's the uh, who's the winner or loser, and there's the this implied threesome going on where they <laughs> they fade yeah. out and fade back in, right. and, uh, um, and yet you don't ever see anything. No, they make a big deal of his scar. So I think the scar came from Doctor No. I can't remember if it did or not. They make a big deal out of it. It's in the and, books, but in the books, he's covered in them. Right. So right. it's just it's just, that was just interesting that like he has this one. But in the books, it's like he's a map almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the only other what's funny is thinking when you mentioned that the only other character that I can think of heroic character that's covered in scars is Batman. Yeah. That's, like that, that's, that's made it made as a plot point. Like in in the comics, you ever see him shirtless? He's covered in, as you said, a map right. of of things. What I something that I forgot to bring up with with Doctor No is that Sean Connery's perfect in this. Sean Connery is a, is I don't know if he's the best Bond, because we're going to get there and we're going to talk more about this. But, um, yeah, I know, I know that. <laughs> I don't know, because, again, they all do different things, and there's a lot of different reasons that we would yep. go with them. He wasn't the first choice. No. And what, one of the earliest choices for this, for Bond, was actually an actor named Roger Moore. But he was already on the contract. For the Saint. For the Saint. <laughs> yep. Roger Moore would and, not have been able to pull this one off. No. In the no. same way, I don't. I don't think. No, no, because no. it's a different. He's a completely different kind of character. This this was very close to the book as far as mm-hmm. the cold calculating. You know, if I need to slap somebody to get an answer, if I need to shoot somebody to get an answer, I'll do it. And and he never even thought ne- about never it. think I mean, about it. Never it never. Nope. Just... It's part of the job. The one th- and we have to. We're gonna kill that. We're gonna kill that hitman. He attacked the. He attacked the the, the Roma camp. We're gonna have to kill him now. So let's go to his hideout. I'm not at go- as good of a shot as this guy. As one of the you are. one of the you gray can... shots. Oh yeah. And you know, pardon me while my eardrums are destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there was a silencer on the on the gun. Yeah. Um. So he. So <laughs> so Romanoff is again. She's the 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 girl in this, and she's been basically. I think the ploy is that she wants to defect. That that's what the, the that's what yeah. that Spectre has told her that Schmirsch the Soviets are telling her. So Spectre's saying, hey, you're going to go tell Bond that you want to defect. Or you're going to tell MI6 that you want to defect. And you only want to defect to James Bond because you've fallen in love with him. But he, he, you want to go defect directly to him. And if you, if Bond helps you, he will get you... you you'll get him a, a lector. So she, he finally meets her. And she's in bed. And she's all seductive and all that. And apparently, I, I read this, that... 
that scene where he meets the girl, that's mm. the standard screen test scene for potential Bonds and Bond girls. Yep. They do yeah, they do they, they no, act they, that yeah. scene out. Wow. And that that's the chemistry it's, that they're looking for for that. Sure. And they're filming it and it's, and it's like a sex tape. So like there's just like it, again, it's a real world thing. They're gonna blackmail the British I wrote intelligence. That, down. that was so creepy that you could see all of a sudden mm-hmm. you see the mirror behind the bed and you can hear the camera running. Yep. Because it because it wasn't a videotape, it was an actual camera. So they're filming that's it to, right. for blackmail. You know, so again, yep. that's another spy right. kind of thing. It's interesting as 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 sex charged as these movies are, for lack of a better term, they're all very chaste in the way they portray them. Oh yeah. And it's implied. Implied, and this is like the only time there's ever actually any kind of nudity. Except like it was scene. implied. But if you, like, because I was kind of blown away by it, like, she's not, she's only wearing the thing, the uh, the, the ribbon. The, yeah, the black ribbon, right. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's just really fascinating, because the joke about James Bond is that he, he sleeps his way around the world, but you don't ever see that, you just, there's the implication, and it's all relatively, as I said, chaste. And that was the the producers going in position was mm-hmm. they were never going to show even as mores changed, you know, in society, you've never seen a, a nudity in a James Bond movie. Which I I, I think that if you ever did, it would cheapen it. Like it, it's one of the it's your mind can fill in the blanks more erotically and more sexually and all that kind of stuff better than anything Absolutely. they'll ever show. Mm-hmm. Not to get too graphic, because I'm talking to my brother and my dad. But Jesus, um, <laughs> if I see James Bond's sex face, <laughs> that just, he's not cool anymore. No, right? Like, it, no. there's something right. like I, I don't. Need to, you don't need to see him in that because at that point he's vulnerable. I don't know. It, it just I don't need to see him doing that. He's I just no need, lo- yeah. He's he's no longer superhuman. Almost right. No, you, like, just, you just need to you just need to have it fade to black. Yeah, because, because you know you know what's happening. Yeah. you just don't need to see it because the seduction. But you is already the cool know thing. because the next the next scene is going to be them ordering breakfast, right? Or 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 the train going into the tunnel, or right. the, You know, or exactly. whatever. Very, very, very <laughs> subtle. No, it's because but. it's because the, the the seduction and the build up in the game that's the cool thing. Yeah. Exactly. You, you're yes. Right. You're absolutely you nailed right. it. Yep. You nailed it. it. Speaking of the seduction and the excitement, that's the thing. We all know. Da 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 da. Why doesn't everybody know? Everybody that's a James Bond fan does know that. That but doesn't has not. And there's another one that hasn't translated to the newer movies though. That stopped. No, oh, that's right. You but don't hear right. that. Which no, is weird. but it's it, also it's the same way that because there's this sweeping, you know. After that little prelude, there's this da 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 da. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this sweeping that goes over a bunch of different. You can use it a bunch of different mm-hmm. ways. You're right. They're not in any of no, the Daniel Craig because and, or, not, or, not or the Timothy Dalton the or the wow. or the Pierce yeah. Brosnan. No. I don't. I, I'm going to be. Not beat I'm going to really pay attention that, the as way we are because that to the music that theme drops off somehow at some can, point. Can that you goes hear away. me? Can you guys still yeah. hear me? I can hear yes. you. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I just didn't know if you were, but no, it's because we're not beat over the head head with it the same way that we're beat over the head with that first one, and that fight music doesn't show up in the first thirty seconds of every film, but every Bond movie starts out with da da da, and that's yeah. his late motif. Every time there's a there's a car chase, or every time there is the James Bond moment, that plays. It's the same way how in like. Uh, we only started th- in the the Avengers movies. You didn't really the Avengers theme song didn't become a big thing until honestly, uh, um, Age of Ultron. There was an Avengers theme song, but they didn't beat us over the head with it every couple of times. It, where it wasn't the rep- There isn't the same kind of uh, see. I don't cognitive repetition. I I don't think of it as beating us over the maybe, head. With maybe 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 that's the wrong term. But but. To Lars's point, I'm I'm surprised because that theme was always 
has always been in my head because I've watched these movies forever. But he's right. They're not in the, er- also, the newer ones. It also doesn't sound as good, and it sounds a little bit like Captain Kirk fighting the Gorn. <laughs> well, it's it's a plug plug fight music in kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, somebody's fighting. Use this theme. Mm-hmm. It's not, but but it's better music. I'm not saying it's not better. Yeah, John yeah. Barry is a better composer. Yeah, you think? <laughs> what else did he do? Did he I do thought... the Rambo mo- music? He did a couple other big, like really. Oh, he always done a. You can't pick a movie that he hasn't done. Right. So I thought, like, getting back to like the gypsy fight, it was very, it was very risque for the time. It was very suspenseful. There was good music there. Once again, his suits are impeccable. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time I saw him in a suit, I actually I was talking. Mary was watching part of him with me. I'm like, oh my god, I would die for one of those suits. Mm-hmm. Well, to be able to fit into one of them, but oh my God, they were great. And then, you know, during that whole fight scene, that's when Red Grant makes his first appearance. You don't know who shot who, but all of a sudden, here's the assassin, and you're trying to figure out, well, why is he protecting Bond? Because he's toying with them, but also... He's toying with them. And he also, they're trying to blackmail him. They're trying to... Because at that point, he hasn't met Romanov yet. No, and that's the and right. you know they're really trying. It's not just revenge against Bond. It, it's we're going to escalate things with the Cold War, and at the same time, as an added bonus, we're to screw Bond over and get revenge on him. And we mm-hmm. have to like yeah. guide him towards towards things. I have to say, when I I really liked his relationship with Bay. Is it Bay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Bay. I like I like their banter. They were really and. Yep. and because Felix shows up all the time. Mm-hmm. And to varying degrees of goodness. Of goodness. Yeah. Yeah. But I really liked Bay a lot. I like. I thought that him having a partner almost. Right. And that not, was not good. just a partner. Not just a partner, but he's significantly. has a significantly different outlook. And he's also a lot more. He's like your cool. He's like his cool uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he's a, he's an expert in the area. He's a, he, he, he knows his way around. He's, his 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 entrance into the world. He he's kind of your yeah. he explain right. and by explain the guidebook. He's the guidebook, yeah. and by explaining the world to James Bond, he is then explaining it to us. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, I really like them. So they do this you know elaborate thing. They they have a heist. They steal the the lecture machine. And they get on board the train to escape, and then you see Red Grants on the train. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I've seen this before. I know what's coming. Oh, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to to back up for a second, because when they shoot the guy escaping out of the poster. Out of the mouth. (laughs) Out of the mouth of the poster. She should have kept her mouth shut. (laughs) This is the first time when you start hearing Bondisms. Bond one-liners, yeah. She should have kept her mouth shut. They they started getting I started getting tired of them even in this movie. I mean there was if you can do one or two of them, but I think he did five or six of them where he'd say something like that. You know, after something happened, he'd do almost like a like I, a I don't Groucho know, just, Marx she, joke. <laughs> like a yeah, it, it it's just come Schwarzenegger on. and Predator. If there's one if there's one thing I could if I could remove something from the James Bond movies, it would be those. Yeah, yep. I mean, one of them, one of them's fine, but all of a sudden it turns into an Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. Well, see, because I like the one she should have kept her mouth Constantly. shut. Like that's that was that's good. Cold and calculating, and we just killed a guy, and we're not even sorry about it. In and out, we're done. You don't have to do anything yep. more, and that's fine. But they they turn this super spy <clears throat> into a joke to the point where we'll get to it. There's a Tarzan yell. Tarzan yells in our future, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But because <laughs> I, I and I started writing them down, you know, everyone I'd hear, and I'm like, I got tired of them. So mm-hmm. I liked, I liked when they were on, they were on the boat, the the ferry or whatever, and he was, he had the camera taking pictures of broadcasting her, back and to then, him, and then yeah. yeah, and then it was a, it was a really cool tape recorder in the camera, and if you look really closely. It's an ever ready battery mm-hmm. in the you can see the battery in the mm-hmm. in the camera. And I thought it was funny that when M and 
Miss Money Penny and all the guys are there listening. <laughs> Once it starts getting kind of risque, M makes Money Penny leave. And she gets back and, on. <laughs> and then she leaves, and then he turns the tape back on, and all the creepy guys are listening to it right. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was funny. Oh, and then and when they the little details I saw when you know when you said when they when they blew up the the, the consulate and they're going to steal the the lector and there's people running around you know and Bond goes in and he keeps asking the guy is your clock right and he goes it's a Russian clock of course it's right if you look on the wall there's a picture of Gregorian the Russian mm-hmm. cosmonaut mm-hmm. that had just probably just launched and there's a picture of him on the wall I'm like wow that's so cool that it's 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 yeah. it's very time relevant mm-hmm. which you don't like the same with the painting the painting exactly from, in, from, in, in no. dr no right yeah. which i don't feel like the i mean the others are kind of informed by their i mean the the dress and like the style of the clothes that they wear but there's not a lot of those kind of things that i, I maybe maybe i'll see it when we move on but i don't i don't get that frame of reference i think it has to do with the mm-hmm. turnaround time on a film production now is so much longer possibly because mm. no time to die got pushed back it just got pushed back again and that was supposed to come out what january of this year yeah but it's already done yeah it's been done for a while and it keeps getting pushed back so any of the references of that any of the references that it's going to make are going to be dated possibly yeah right but this one's dated in a good way yeah it 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 grounds you in oh this is when this was made this was made in the cold war in which the is 60s. not a uh, yes the, the, I feel like the term dated it has a negative connotation. If it has it's a, a period a, piece, it, if it has a, it's a period piece. Yes, this absolutely. This is this is a period piece. This is a merchant. You know what? Yep. Who needs, needs the next one? It, merchant Ivory should do the next uh, James Bond movie. You know, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> that would be something. That would be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, I loved I loved them boarding the train it's it's the it's the orient express mm-hmm. it's yeah. the it's the train you know it's murder on the orient express it's i i wish we know when you when they get on and you see the the cars i wish trains looked that way now mm-hmm. all the wood paneling all you know everything was just and had so their own names opulent and had, uh, yeah. yeah i've only i've ridden on i rode the talus <clears> from it was from brussels to paris and we didn't have a dining car they brought food to us but that was the closest train experience that i've had and it was glorious it was it was really incredible i'd love to go on a train like the orient express that would that would be really and and you can actually you can actually do it now i know i know mom and i traveled with uh, on the train quite a bit when we were in denmark and in other countries it it just was never the wood paneling right, and the, and the right, car right. with the you know I mean that's just well I mean I, I'm I'm still really disappointed nice. that you know we don't have any kind of high speed rail like that stateside but I'm also disappointed that we don't have ze- that zeppelins aren't a thing and they're not luxurious yachts of the sky but you know <laughs> yeah well just wait Lucas so it's coming well no we're not in an alternate universe it's coming right. um oh yeah. oh yeah no. we are yeah that's true. <laughs> Depends on the vote right. tonight. Um, so they get on the, the train, and as you mentioned in your synopsis, Dad, Grant kills Bay. And what I want to know is, so, you know, they they kind of do the back and forth, and, and he kind of sort of certifies that he, you know, yep, I'm an agent, I'm here to help you, all that kind of stuff. At what point does Bond know he's a bad guy? Well, I uh, back up just a sec, because I, I actually thought it was really cool that we saw them do the password early on, and then when he he does the password, you know, he goes and kills the guy and it replaces him. So then when he comes up to Bond, you see them doing it, and you know what he's doing, mm-hmm. but the train noise is going on, mm-hmm. and you can't hear them, but you know that they're doing the... A lighter response. thing. I need a match. I need a lighter. You know, that whole thing. I thought that was really cool that... They didn't have to beat you over the head with it, but you knew what they were right. doing. It's the I think it's and the, that he yeah. You're saying like when, when I, does he I, know? I, it's the first time he says think, old boy, not old or old man. Old man. I wrote down. You can tell that Nash irritates Bond immediately. Mm-hmm. He irritates him. Yep. And there's just something off. not right. It's just off. And then when 
he, when he orders red wine with a fish, well, you're right. He completely, he said, okay, some, something's not right. But I feel like he, he orders red wine with a fish. They all get the, the grilled sole. He poison, he doesn't, he drugs the girl. They, you know, they go back to their, their, their cabin and Grant's got his gun on Bond. He's got the drop on him. Has Bond allowed him to get the drop on him, or I think that he actually got the drop on him. I think that he did. It was the other way around. When they went into the cabin, he turned around and Bond had the gun on him initially, and he said, "What did you? Oh, what did right. you put in her drink?" And he elaborated on the chemical or whatever it was, and then he said he he explained it such that Bond put his gun away, which to me that little moment. And when Robert Shaw, Red Grant, says, here, let me show you on the map what we're going to do, and Bond bends over, I was thinking, that whole sequence is idiotic. James Bond would never have done that. But I, I, I couldn't figure out why he was doing He bent over to watch him, and he then hits him on, uh, that's right. he got the drop and then, on and him. And that was, that was interesting. He got the drop that, on And that, that's actually what made, I feel like, the fight even better, was that this guy got the drop oh. on James Bond. John, James mm-hmm. Bond is not infallible. James Bond can make a mistake. And they do it and that early him. on as well, and that, and that and that made it. And I, I, and it, you know, he's on his knees with, with his, his hands, hands in his pockets. pockets. And I'm thinking, wow, that's that's perfect. You can't do anything. Yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're and you're and stuck. it's almost. I, I don't think that he even remembered the case until he. So going back, Q gives him a case, and there's a cyanide thing. You could, and he, and it, you have to open it a certain way. Or if there's the tear a, gas. Or, 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 oh, tear gas. You have to open a certain way so the tear yep. gas doesn't go off. And I think he realized that in that moment. He's like, oh, this is how I'm going to get out. I have to play it cool. And you could see you it. Could, you, you, could, you could actually see his head. The gears were spinning like, how the hell am I going to get out the of this? Case. And then he says, can I, can I have a cigarette? And he goes, no, I'll pay for it. And he goes, well, how are you going to pay for it? Um, there's 50 gold sovereigns in the case. Really? Yeah, let me get it. And he... You can see him open it, and he flips the little switches to where it won't mm-hmm. go off, and he pulls the gold sovereigns out. And then I wrote down in my notes, Grant was greedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was greedy. So he goes, is that standard with all these cases? And James Bond says, well, yeah, I think so. Here, let me let me look. And he makes it to where he's greedy. I mean, he wants to do it. And Grant says, stop, I'll do it. And you can see him waiting because he's, he's set him up, and he's finally, this is how I can get out. Yeah. And when that when that tear gas goes off, I can remember watching this in a the theater. That was one of the greatest fights. Mm-hmm. It was real. It was it was vicious and treacherous, and it was just whatever I can do to kill each other, I'm going to do. Hundred percent. This is one of the best. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and it was just it was. It's just not stylish. Real. It's not choreographed. And now of course now no, now it was now, ugly. Of course, it's choreographed. Of, of course, they they planned all this out. Yeah, but they it's know, much dirtier looking than most fights. But it's not like and nothing was telegraphed. You know, it was just this fight, and then all of a sudden you see him pull the thing out of the out of the watch, mm-hmm. the wire, and he gets around him, and he got his hand under it, and he's like fighting for the knife, and then he finally stabs him, and then flips it around. It was that was one of the best fights in a movie oh, I've ever seen. And I think the lighting helped with it because you couldn't see everything. Yeah. And, you, you know, and, and, and they also, the lighting went out because they punched the lights out during the fight. Mm-hmm. And yep. it wasn't, you're right, it was dirty, it was messy. Punches don't land. They don't grab. It's not like perfect. You know, it, like a lot of the fights later on, it's very like yeah. judo chop, very stylish. This, yeah, this karate, was, yeah. they're two guys that are trying to kill each other. I'm trying to, and they're lives. pissed off, and they're sweaty and bloody, and I'm going to try to kill you, and well, I can't. Part of what makes it part of what makes it look nice. What what helps is that the film stock isn't that great, and it hides some of the, it. Like it makes it look grittier and more real because it's you don't have this hyper clear 4K HD, yeah. and they there were a lot of lot of cuts, and they also. The, the the tear gas went off. It was smoky. The light went out. It was dark. They, it was what like a blue yeah. light. I think you could see. Yeah, they break the light so that you could hide that it's not Sean Connery and Robert Shaw. Well, of course it was. He's James Bond. <laughs> what are you talking no, about? but I, I agree. Like this, that this this Come fight on, and that and I think that fight lends. It's a, it, it's towards the end, but I feel like once you see it, 
when you watch the rest of the movie, it colors the rest of the movie that this is a very dangerous, gritty movie because of that fight. Um, and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, James Bond, and I love it, uh. he kills him. And he stands up and he's got blood on his hands and blood on him, fixes his tie. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> I just, it, it was, I'm sure there are better fight oh, scenes yeah. in movies, but at this time, yep. in this movie, it was it was one of the greatest. Well, and it's and it just like, it, it's, it's a great fight scene because it's actually, if you're in that situation, you're trying to kill the other person. It looked like two people trying to kill each other. It, it didn't look like two people fighting. Yep. It looked like yeah. I'm trying to kill you, and 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 I, and I so that you, so you don't, don't kill, kill me. me. I haven't actually seen a lot of fights like that. You see fights where you no. know like, I'm gonna, I'm I'm trying to punch you. Sure. This one I'm not trying to punch you. I'm trying no. to strangle you to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With yep. a wire. And, and, if, and if I need, I'll bite. I'll bite right. your nose off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I I loved it that you know when they get away. From the train, the train stops and they get away, and she's still loopy. And he finally he gets into the truck, then that mm. the truck that was supposed to pick him up. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, I've never seen James Bond drive a pickup truck, and yet there he goes, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> he's driving a pickup truck down the down the highway. And where were they in in Trieste. Kiev or uh, Trieste? That's right, they were outside of Trieste. Um, Something that that that. that so the boat chase has been seared in my mind for most of my life. And I figured out why. is because early Bond movies, specifically like the, the, the Connery stuff, every chase sequence is sped up. It's artificially like sped up and they're, uh, huh. the, the boat sequence in general has this... You mean like, like, in, like in Thunderball, that whole boat sequence at the end was very mm-hmm. sped up. Yeah. At the end of this one, yeah, it, like it, it, it feels like it's careening out of control almost, and they all do that. I thought the funny part was the before they got to the boat, they're driving the 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 truck and the helicopters buzzing them, dropping hand yeah. grenades yes. on them. I'm like, oh my god, look at how many things have yeah. happened to them. They were on a train, they're in a pickup truck with a helicopter, they're on a Wor- boat worst road with- trip ever. <laughs> ever well and i i, I remember <laughs> the the boat chase at the end or w- because he shoots a flare and it like yep. it ignites and i remember the first time i saw this i rented the vhs from the library the um in new orleans um oh. i thought we had this on dvd i thought we had this on the vhs because i remember that cover of him with the flare gun that's what the, I, remember. I, I picked it up from that and, okay. and, and, and and it was from Washington with Love. Oh, for some Jefferson, from the Jefferson Paris, Paris Library. Jefferson Paris and I Library. I've got yeah. it. And, and he's got his little Greek captain hat on, and he's shooting the flare gun. And I remembered that. So oh, yeah. When, and I'm like, so when, I haven't seen this one in a little while. So when I was watching, I'm like, where? He was like shooting a flare gun. When, oh, this is the part. Okay. Now, now I remember. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because it's funny because he's got all these fuel tanks and they shoot right. through them. And as soon as they shoot through them, I'm like, okay, well, this is going to play a vital role in the movie. They should have just been of red. So it rolls you know? off. And it kills me that the the Spectre boats are chasing them. And each there's a yellow flag and a red flag and a black flag on them. And they're talking to each other like, don't don't shoot them to kill, just shoot to... It's like a training mm-hmm. exercise almost where they're they're riding around trying to herd them into right. whatever. But So they make it out of everything. And there's that last little, it's like the, it's when Michael Myers sits up in the back, you know, for that one last scare. There's that one, Rosa Clip, there's that one last little bit, and she's got a shoe knife. Oh. Which is at the very beginning of the movie, she remember, killed, there was a and shoe she, knife. And she, and because exactly. it's, it, we, we neglected, it starts with a chess match. Yep. There's a chess match, exactly, which I thought was really interesting that, there's a chess match at the very beginning, and he gets a call. He gets a, a note saying, You're, "We need number you five. We need you now." Immediately, right? Yeah, exactly. And he's a chess master, so you you watch him win the chess match. But yeah, when 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 does the guy have the? Oh, I know. So there's a 
right after the the grenade drops into the helicopter and explodes and then you see number one number three and number five are together and it's you know number one is is petting the white cat with the ring on his hand you know he's the specter guy and the the tall guy comes in with the he says you've been it's implied that rosa has done something wrong and she's going to be killed but it's the kronstein that remember he kicks him with the knife and, and kills him and then sends rosa on her way to go to go do her do her stuff um, and so she has like a poison shoe knife and she's trying to kick at James Bond. And I love that yeah. because, you know, this whole time Romanov, she thought she was with the Soviets, but she realizes that she's with Spectre. She's falling in love with James. They're going to go be an English couple at Piccadilly or whatever. And um, Kleb disguises herself as a, as a maid to get at James Bond. And it's, and it's Romanov that's like, hey, I recognize you. Yep. And she goes, and she yeah, she ends like, up she shoots her right, mm-hmm. she saves it she saves the day yeah and she so so James Bond's got her pinned to the wall with a chair and he can't all of a sudden he falls back and she's gonna get him and then she shoots right. her and kills her I love this is one of the first ones well I mean this was the first one James Bond will return in Goldfinger yeah yes ballsy I, yep ballsy exactly and and you can see him. Because he's got the 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 film they took of in the bedroom in the in the hotel, and he, they're in Venice in the in the canal, and he throws the thing in the water, and then it says James Bond in, will return in Goldfinger. in Goldfinger. So like the like they in Goldfinger, and that was oh yeah, that was interesting. That let's like we've got confidence that this is gonna be something. this is gonna be something, and we know the next one, and I forget when they stopped doing that. I think they stopped doing it after Roger Moore. Because I don't remember seeing I don't, I don't at remember the end of Goldeneye. Oh, no, with you know he'll be returning tomorrow. Really? Never dies. Maybe, maybe he does. Like maybe, I, I will we'll be, oh, be wow. on the lookout for that too. But that was something I remember that because that's that's another trope that okay. they that has been spoofed in a lot of other things. It, it was in Austin Powers. It was in I think in the, in the um, it starts showing up in the Marvel movies where they it was say in, Iron Man will return. It was in the Arrested Development spoof, huh. like episodes. Like there's certain episodes <laughs> where they spoof the James Bond movies, and I think that like Mr. F, and I think like 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 <laughs> Mr. F will return in. Like they 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 actually did something like that where yeah I don't know it was just another thing another another thing that you see a lot of that they they they've planned that they he, they've that started, they started. I've, I'm planning. He's going to come back in this movie. This is the next one that we're doing. But can you imagine being the producers and, and everybody that financed it, this movie before they released it? They sit everybody down in a theater and, they, and you watch the movie. And at the end of it, everybody's going to go, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we got something here. We've got something here. We, Yeah, you're what, however much money you need. Yep, you, yep. you've got the next yep. one. We're good. Now, and at the very end, you know, when she kills Rosa, I wrote down... Once again, his last line was, she had her kicks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, please, not right. another. Right. Not another one. This just uh, this was a perfect sequel. It took all the elements that worked in Dr. No, made them better, branched it out. Fixed a lot of the problems. Like, that... fleshed things out. Fixed a lot of the problems. And it was just... It's a solid performance by Sean Connery, like just so good. It's it's not gadget no. heavy. It's it's just it's Cold War. The, it's real. the Bond girl kills somebody. She's not just this helpless damsel. Like she, yeah. she's she does stuff. Yeah, she saves him. She saves. She him. does things. She has agency. Yeah. She actually does things in this. Um, like she, you know, her seducing James Bond. That's part of her yeah. spy job. Right, you know, so it, like it, it, it's yep. it's interesting, you know. A lot of them later ones, the spy, the the James Bond girl is set dressing. Just plug in. It's just set dressing. Now she's integral to the mm-hmm. plot of this, which was which was yeah. refreshing. Yeah. What was her name in the uh, the one that was a new Christmas? Christmas? Yeah, Christmas something. Christmas. It, lo- it looks like Christmas came yeah. twice this year. <laughs> who, who was it? Denise, what, was, what was her name? Denise uh, Richards. I mean, what's her real name? Yeah, I mean that was she was perfect in that role. 
<laughs> what's going to be great is so they go downhill. What's going to be great folks, is we're going to get there. Folks, they, like, go downhill. Really? they go downhill. They go downhill. They get there and it's like, oh, she's pretty good, you know. Um, they, they're all yeah, whatever. Well, they're all over the place uh, in general, both you know, films and like as films, as characters, as as pieces in general. So I mean, there's there's swings and a misses. This is a this is a big yes. This is yeah. this. This one, this one, this one, this one really got all the pieces right. I don't, I don't know if this is my favorite, but it's it's like number one or two. This is this is my favorite. This is this is my number one. I gotta go with it. Just nails. This is incredible. I gotta say, my favorite's probably still the next one. You would not be incorrect with saying that. I just I so my first Father's Day was like two weeks after Elliot was born. So, or not even that, maybe it was like a week. What I wanted to do for Father's Day was I wanted to watch a James Bond movie, and then we went to a vineyard, and this was the James Bond movie cool. we watched. Okay. Like, I held him in my, I held him in my arms, and we watched. So did Elliot, did Elliot he like He had it? a lot of, his commentary was a little bit, was <laughs> he, a little he, bit he, you know, unrefined. <laughs> Ooh, um, look. <laughs> we haven't gotten yeah, there like, yet. Ooh, Rosa, yeah, Rosa Cleb. <laughs> um, but no, this, yeah. is, this is a great one. I mean, I just think I just think this one really defines James. Yeah, Bond. yeah. From from here, mm-hmm. yeah, it, just, it really does. Uh, more more so than Doctor No, this is there is a this is this is a foundation <laughs> yeah. on which everything else is then I, um, built. There was a quote afterwards. I read about this. Yep, where anyone trying to make, that everyone trying to make a James Bond movie tries to remake from uh, tries to make from Russia with Love, and more often than not, they make Thunderball. <laughs> yeah that's pretty yeah, good that's that's I, good I, I because really like i mean in all you know like thunderball is a good movie it, it it's a good movie and it's just not this one is it's is it grittier is it realer i think i think I, grittier i, I, I think it's, i think that the the jokes are not it's not camp right, it's not yeah. it's not played up for the camp it's, it's not it's, camp. it's more yep um, I don't know it, it, the fact that he is. It, it's when you're reading a James Bond or when you're reading a Batman comic. Some of the best Batman comics are the ones where he's just fighting criminals, a like, criminal, like right, like Hush, yeah. like Lucas Hush. He's a supervillain, uh-huh. but he's a criminal. He doesn't have powers, right? Like he's not like trying to like end the world. He doesn't have powers. Yep. He's just a criminal. So I like that, and I feel like that's that's why this one works. Is that he? he it's more. It's, I, I, and I, I agree with you, Lucas, that I hate that. Well, it's just really real, so obviously that's much better. No, these are escapist movies. It's okay if you go beyond that. Sure. But the fact that the villain is menacing and a threat, and that he could—I I believe that Red Grant could mm-hmm. kill James Bond very easily. That's what makes without without the use of laser beams or diamonds or, or, or a space. set of metal teeth. Yeah. Or I. I or... <laughs> I, I believe that he could kill James Bond. That makes it yes. better because now I'm worried that James mm-hmm. Bond's not going to make it out of it. And James Bond thought, mm-hmm. "I'm done for. I'm I'm here on my knees with my hands in my pockets. How the right. hell do I get out of this?" So and he figured I, so it out. So even when you get to Goldfinger with Odd Job, that's the first time where it's like, "Oh, well, he's throwing a metal that's, hat." Yeah, that's great. That's great, yes, but it's a different is. direction than this one. <laughs> so yes, it was. Well, this was really fun, guys. I, I I'm enjoying this. Yeah, it really was. Dad, I got to tell you, the other thing that Lucas and I are doing more often than not leads us to watching horrible movies, and then we get to watch god awful movies. So so far, so have any they of them really been that ha- bad? Have you have you actually watched? <laughs> have you actually watched Zardoz? In, in in any of these, so oh, you I need know. to do that. Oh, because oh my uh, God, what was he thinking? Look, cocaine. Jo- Cocaine's jo- a hell of a drug. Uh, John Foreman <laughs> made three movies. One of them great. One of them incredible. And then he made uh, Zardoz. No, actually, I mean when you watch it, it's like th- this is just bizarre. There's something here. I don't know what it is, but there's, there's something, something to it. Yeah. Yeah. But then just to watch Sean Connery, like wow. We we have seen we we've actually so in our other project we've seen him in Time Bandits, we've seen him in Highlander. Oh, I think that's it. Both well, Highlanders are Highlander and, and, and Dragonheart. Uh, Highlanders are number and, one. No, and Dragonheart. 
and Time Bandits, I thought he played that straight, and he played it very well. I mean, it was just a, yes. his role was, mm-hmm. who was he, Agamemnon? Well, and, and that's what's, that's what's impressive yeah, yeah. about just, him is that, of course, when you think Sean Connery, you think James Bond. Of course. But I feel like he was able to move beyond it in a way that he was a, a good, he was a really good actor. He's a really good actor. So he could... He played the same character for the most part, but he was able to make that character work in every, in almost every role he If was you in. guys have not seen The Man Who Would Be King, you need to watch mm-hmm. that movie. He, he is so good in that movie with... Um, I can't think of his name. But, he, oh my God, he was that's such a good movie, and it was such a good role for him. He should have won an Oscar I saw, for that I one. saw The Lion and the Rose, and I really liked that one. I think it's The Lion and the Rose. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. The Lion and the Rose... Oh no! In medieval, where he was the the monk, no, because that was a good one as well. It was the something about the rose, the wind and the lion. Monk. I, 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 he, oh, it no, was I John Milius. It, it's like in um, it's like in Morocco. It's like a, at like turn of the century Morocco, and it's like Theodore. Rose, it's a World War One movie. What's really interesting is Last Crusade. We didn't even talk He's... about Last Crusade. He's so good in Last Crusade. Oh yeah, he absolutely. Last he's Crusade perfect. Is like the only is the only time he doesn't play. He's perfect. Something that was influenced by James Bond. He plays kind of like a dick. Oh, he he's well, he's kind of a he's a fop and a dandy, and he's a non-action guy. He's a dad. Yeah. He's a professor. <laughs> he's that's a professor, a dad. right? Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, like his later roles tend to be. We're gonna say we're gonna do everything to make you James Bond without making you James Bond, like mm. Entrapment and The Rock and uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Those are all more or less James Bond, uh, except, ex- uh, except for I would have to un- disagree. Un- untouchables. Yeah, yeah. Now, but but and, but and I I bring this up just and and again he just passed away and I think one of the the things that set him apart from later from other James Bonds. Each of them brings something different to the table. Each of them have had shining moments in the in the role, but I can't think of anything else Roger Moore did aside from the Saint. Like I mean, you'd have uh, to really think about it. And I don't he think he Quest with John Claude Van Damme. See, that's the thing. I don't think he was a good actor, and no. I don't think that. Tim, I mean, Timothy Dalton's fine, and he actually is really good in Doom Patrol. But I feel like th- they started off with. Let's find someone that's not just that looks good and like can be like phys- like they found a good actor that could really embody the role, and I feel like he's the reason why the movies have now gone on and had such staying power is that he was able to create this character and it captured people's imagination, and it kind of laid the groundwork for well I would just want to see more James Bond movies, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 you know everything is now compared to him. It's not just because he was the first; it was just because he did such a good job at it. And it's really interesting because he was in less movies than Roger Moore was, and Roger Moore may have. It's weird that ah. Sean Connery was in more. I believe that Roger Moore had like seven and was in seven or eight Bond movies, and Sean Connery was only in like six. Yeah, but Roger Moore was in excluding. He he was like almost sixty in the last one. And he said uh-huh. he should have never done the last one because he was having a hard time even moving around. <laughs> he was so old. Yeah. The name of the rose is yep. the I, I, is I, the the movie where he was a monk. He was a detective, sort of in medieval times, and there was some kind of Christian Slater was in it. It was his. It was his. Uh, he was his servant or something. It was a really good movie. He's been in a lot of really different movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Lucas, so, yeah. where can folks find us? We can be found on the internet and Twitter at Sword in Board Cast, uh, on Podbean at Sword and Board.podbean.com, on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Skywriting and, Sky- yes. and, and Smoke Signals. <laughs> oh, look, I see it from here. <laughs> Yeah, a tele, uh, the telex, and the and, telex, and, uh, and you can and the lecture, and facts, and and and, and find find your lecture machine, and you should be able to decode this podcast. Um, uh, our theme song is produced by Ryan Boyd. You can find them at 
Rye Android, which I have realized after the most recent episode that I have been saying are saying their Twitter handle incorrectly this entire time. Um, give them a listen. Uh, we will be back with our next Bond film in a little while. Goldfinger. Board James Board will return. <laughs> in Goldfinger. Nice. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yes. All right. Have a good night.